This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. Keep betting against inflation. As interest rates have climbed at a record rate of trajectory propelled by the Fed, we have been anticipating that at some point the impact would show up in weakening asset values. Yet both home and farmland values remain doggedly inflated, resisting pressure despite the abrupt change in the cost of money. Our neighborhood realtor says that it finally caught up to our house market. He says that the expensive home values on the lake's shoreline, 1.5 million or so, have remained strong as those buyers are not borrowing money. CD interest now competes for cash, however, and mortgage or no, the value of cash will factor into home values eventually. It has just taken some time. He also said that a reduced number of listings also served to support values. With one sale pending, there's nothing else for sale here in our enclave. He now sees a change taking place in the more average price home transactions where the buyers are younger folks with families who require a mortgage. He says that they hung in there up to 6.5%, but when the mortgage rate recently surged further to 7.25%, that the psychology of these buyers broke and sellers had to reduce prices to compensate for the high mortgage rate in order to get deals done. I'm sure that this has shown up in Fed data, and my bet is it will cause them to put further hikes on ice, potentially reaching the end of this tightening cycle. Farm Credit describes farmland values of being in a state of de-escalation. What they mean by that is that prices have flattened and are no longer rising. There have been some weak sales and even temporary no-sales showing up irregularly. If it is a good farm near legacy farmland owners, they will still bring money. Offerings have slowed and are mostly necessary sales for estates and such. I do not think that the legacy buyers are borrowing any significant amount of money, so the impact of higher rates on these farm transactions is similar to the Lakeshore home sales. If you have to borrow money at these rates, the purchase doesn't work. Those buying farms as investments can now get more return from CDs. Price appreciation will no longer add to the return, and cash rents alone do not support values here. Investor interest has left the farmland market, with the neighboring legacy farms being the most active buyer remaining. I've always believed that in order to kill inflation, that the interest rate had to exceed the rate of inflation. With the prime rate now at 8.5%, the recent inflation quotes of 3.2% is now well below that. That would appear to be mission accomplished, or almost so. The Fed is hanging on to its 2% inflation target because the failure to do so would also reduce the impression they wish to implant on the market psyche. You cannot buy assets and expect a return from inflation. You cannot borrow money and pay it back with cheaper dollars. That takes a lot of incentive out of borrowing money. In fact, you could put cash in a CD and earn more than the rate of inflation. Fitch surprised the market with its recent downgrade of U.S. credit quality. When Standard & Poor's did likewise back in 2011, Interest rates fell because the market saw no risk of a change then in easy Fed policy. This time the market again doesn't see a change in Fed tightening, thus interest rates have climbed. The response from the rest of the world has changed. Back in 2011, the global economy was expanding and the world was flush with cash, all looking for a place to park. The U.S. was that place. China and Japan had been rolling over treasuries at maturity. Now they are bringing their cash back home. 
Deglobalization is going to slow global growth. The trajectory of U.S. debt accumulation is still rising and will reap three-quarters of all discretionary spending next year. No wonder that they have to add further to the deficit to fund total spending. U.S. politicians have shown no ability to come to a more sustainable fiscal policy without political confrontations and pissing matches every time some deadline is reached. They're looking more for who to blame this on than how to fix this. The downgrade from credit rating agencies may be too generous and should be greater. Then they would get blamed. The U.S. debt has ballooned regardless of who was president. When rates were dirt cheap, the cost of financing the federal debt seemed less menacing. According to the CBO, the cost of financing the deficit will increase from 1.9% of GDP to 3.7% by 2033. By 2025, paying interest to the debt will consume 10% of federal revenue. Financing the federal debt is now sucking capital that could otherwise be invested in the private sector. Reshoring U.S. strategic industries will be capital expensive. Those who have been looking for a U.S. recession may eventually find one. Many expect that the Fed will have to eventually relent and allow the U.S. debt to be paid back with cheaper dollars. Not this Fed. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.